You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I've been doing a little Locked On Lions here on a Tuesday, May 25th, everybody, into Wednesday, May 26th. Welcome in on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. Brought to you today by Peacock and Williamson, NFL analyst Brian Peacock, and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. The guys give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to Peacock and Williamson, part of the Locked On podcast and network. Chris Burke from TheAthletic.com covers the Lions. Our man Chris is going to join us momentarily. OTAs Day 2. Hey, big thing from OTAs Day 1 yesterday, and the beat writers will be allowed in on Thursday, so we'll get more info on Thursday, but the biggest thing just from pictures and looking at DetroitLions.com is that many of the regulars are there, and that's a great sign because the players could have opted out of this thing. It's voluntary, yet a lot of the veteran players, a good 60%, I believe, are working out in these you know, on-field, off-season training you know, workouts and everything else. Organized team activities. That's what OTA stand for. And the entire offensive line, the starting offensive line of Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Vitae, and um, the rookie, Panay Sewell, all lining up in front of Jared Goff in one of the drills that they did yesterday. Follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and at Lockdown Lions, also on the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. All right, before Chris Burke comes on, I, I want to say one thing. Uh, last night, Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, the embattled Packers quarterback, was on with Kenny Maine on Kenny Maine's last episode of SportsCenter. They're good friends, and Rodgers wanted to come on. And, 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 and Maine finally got... Rodgers to speak a little bit about the Packers situation. I'll tell you this. Aaron Rodgers is great. All right, He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. But as somebody that roots for the Lions, and I do, I want the Lions to do well. And as Lions fans that listen to this podcast, if you don't dislike Aaron Rodgers even more than you did before last night, there's probably something wrong with you. He came off as this arrogant snob you know, Kenny Maine's asking him, what's going on with your situation? And he says, oh, the organization's great. The fans are great. Uh, the players are great. Uh, the history is great. Lambeau Field is great. But you know what? Uh, we have something wrong here when it comes to people. It's about people and it's about culture. And he was taking a little shot at Brian Gutekunst, the GM, and Mark Murphy, the president, when he said he loves the coaching staff. I should say coaching staff, players, fans, and teammates. He, he left the front office out. He just he sounded like a guy that doesn't like what's going on in the sandbox, and he's going to grab his his shovel and go home. Um, it's about people. This is a people business. This is a guy that when things didn't go his way, and, and a fifth string wide receiver like Jake Kumaro got cut last year, he acted like a complete whiny baby. You're not running this team, all right. You're Aaron Rodgers. You should have some say, but you're not in charge, all right. The GM. And the president have brought in some pretty darn good players around Aaron Rodgers. Are there enough weapons for him to win? Well, the guy wins a division every year, and he makes it to the title game, it seems like, every year. Uh, could they have drafted a receiver or a running back ahead of Jordan Love and all that? Rodgers said last night on SportsCenter he had no issue with that, and that he likes Jordan Love, but that it's about people. And I just thought that was, that was just such a cop-out. 
And I hope the Lions get to him this year and sack him hard a few times. All right, Chris Burke coming up next. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season in full swing. You could track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag, sign up today for free, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, promo code LOCKEDON. It's Bet Online. They're the best folks, and they are your online sports book experts. And what about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever? Listen, if you don't love Built Bar, there's something wrong with you. I Somebody uh, tweeted to me last night at Dairy Speaks with an entire mixed box of Built Bars. That's because we talk about them so much, even you're getting sucked in. And then when you buy them, you love them. I have a Built Bar each and every day. I had a coconut brownie chunk one today. You can get the coconut bars, the coconut almond bars, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel right now at BuiltBar.com. Get that mix box. They're great, and they're good for you, all right? Very good for you. Only 130 calories, and they taste great. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, here we go, everybody. Let's get into it with Chris Burke. Covers the Lions for TheAthletic.com. Does a fantastic job, as a promised today. Joining us, talk a little OTAs and what's going on with the team. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going? Hanging in, buddy. Uh, getting ready for a little Tribe Tigers again tonight. <laughs> uh, man, Tigers are... Uh... <laughs> They're a roller coaster of emotion this year. <laughs> oh, so are my Indians, man. Last night was painful, painful. You know, you celebrate your birthday down at the ballpark, seeing your team, and sweat it out to the end, you know, on a, on a Monday night. Now you got the rest of the week, you know. At least you got that catch, and then it would have been a worse birthday if that one had fallen in the ninth. <laughs> <laughs> walk-off loss, but... Oh, my goodness. But happy uh, birthday, though. I appreciate that, Chris. All right, so... First of all, tell me how different it is covering this team than, let's say, a year ago. Uh, it's pretty different. Um, and I say that as, uh, you know, I don't want to, like, brag or anything, but I think I was one of the few people who actually had a pretty decent relationship with Matt Patricia and the previous front office. Uh, so I got to do some stuff, uh, you know, some insider-type stuff. But I think that the, we're seeing it across the board now, whether it's, uh, you know, coaches and gms appearing on podcasts and uh instagram feeds a little livelier and yeah just everything and certainly the access has been great so far i mean um you know it's may so we'll see how it goes in september and october if, if they start off a little rocky but yeah i mean everything feels uh a lot uh, happier at the moment at the moment right <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's interesting. Uh, you've written about it. Everybody else has kind of talked about, all right, here's OTAs, and the players don't have to be there. Yet, look at the attendance. Look at the pictures from Ly- yeah. Lion, the Lions website of the, the entire starting offensive line and, and Jared Goff out there. What does that say about what Holmes and Campbell have done so far? Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll get an official count here at some point. I mean, word media's out there Thursday. But, I mean, I think at the moment they're up at least 65 70 guys there which yeah that's that's a pretty big percentage for like you said it's voluntary i mean i think some of that is wanting to get in with the new regime i think some of it is i'm sure there's a lot of these guys that are just kind of itching to get out there in general because of what last off season was and how difficult it was to kind of transition out of uh 
all virtual stuff into the year. So um, just having the opportunity to be back on the field and learning and, and everything is big for them. But yeah, I mean, I, again, we were out at rookie rookie camp for a day and um, really good vibe out there. Really uh, optimistic, really enthusiastic. And so we'll see. I mean, I think people certainly are going to have fun watching training camp if fans actually are back in the building and uh, able to sit there. I, I think they're going to enjoy it because this, uh, this group is kind of as advertised right now from a personality standpoint. Chris Burke from TheAthletic.com covers the Lions uh, joining me here. I-, I mentioned that just it's a snapshot, it's a picture, but the old line lining up in front of Goff, and it, it, was, it was not a surprise. You know, how many times over the last few years, Chris, under Patricia, you know, it's like, oh, wait a minute, uh, Joe Dahl's at center and Ragnall's at guard. There were so many yeah. things that they were trying to, I'm not saying they were just effing with us, but... Here it's like okay, we, what we think the O line's going to look like left to right: Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Va- Vitai, and Sewell. That's what it was. Like, what a novel concept! Yeah, I mean, I, I, they talk about putting your best five out there, and that's it's sort of coach speak at this point. But it, it's also one of those things where, um, you know, you, you almost hear this coaching staff trying to simplify things, and that's. You know, we, we got to talk to Aaron Glenn a little bit ago, and that was sort of what he said. He said, don't worry about every little, every single detail of every single play. Here's where you're supposed to line up. Here's what the coverage is. If a guy breaks to the outside, he, these are the three routes you might run. If he breaks to the inside, these are the three routes you might run. Like, that's it. Don't worry about anything else. And I think it's the same thing with the personnel. You know, we don't know for sure that that's going to be the starting five, but on paper, that should be the starting five if everyone's healthy. So, yeah, I think there's something to be said for just kind of taking the straightest line to uh, to getting a, a good product on the field. What else stands out? And I know it's OTAs. You're not going to be there till Thursday when the rest of the media is uh, invited in. But what, what other takeaways do you have from these first couple of days, whether it's just pictures, whether it's whether it's quotes, anything else, Tw- tweets? Yeah, I mean, I think it is, uh, you know, I was kind of trying to track who actually is there. And so I think it's important, you know, Goff, Jared Goff's there, all the quarterbacks are there. I think, um, you know, I think the top three running backs are there. TJ Hawkinson's there. I mean, like, and some of the bigger names on defense, you know, Trey Flowers is is out there. Uh, Okwara. Walker. Okwara. Okuda, both yeah. the Okwaras, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, so it's not everyone, certainly. We, you wouldn't expect 100%, but I think it's a lot of the key pieces and a lot of the guys that um, – are probably going to need to be leaders in that locker room too. So I, I think that that's all important, and uh, certainly to get Goff into into town and working with that starting line. I mean, that's if they're going to win any games this year, that's where it's got to happen. It's got to be that that offensive front. It's got to be Goff. It's got to be the run game. All those things. So I, I think the more work that they get together, the better. Tell me about Trey Flowers as a three-four outside linebacker. I I don't like it. Uh, I think he's been a disappointment the first two years to begin with, playing at his normal end spot. Where's this headed? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the it, it, it is interesting because I think the most effective he's been is is kind of moving around. He's gotten some of those inside reps, uh, almost a defensive tackle as a pass rusher. He's been good. I do think he's been. Uh, good against the run on the edge, and I, that's probably most of what you're looking for there in that base defense. He has some ability, you know, to kind of drop and play in space if you need him to. But I think most of it is just you're hoping he can stand up and help you set an edge. Maybe you play it even hand in the dirt uh, outside a little bit. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. I think it's going to be interesting to see him, and I'm assuming Romeo Alcoro will be the other uh, outside linebacker 
in that three four base. But the one thing it does do is it helps you get again your best guys uh, on the field. You're talking about you know you're using Okora and Flowers as you know your quote unquote outside linebackers and base that let you get your athletic defensive lineman in there in the middle. It lets you limit your linebackers that are on the field, your true linebackers, to probably Jamie Collins and uh, either Alex Anzalone or Derek Barnes. So, again, you're getting the best talent out there. I mean, I do think, again, because of how good he can, how well he can defend the run, he can help you. And then, like they said, they'll move him hand in the dirt or they'll move him inside like they had been against the pass. So I think the versatility is still a selling point with him. I don't know that you're ever going to get Twenty million dollars worth of production out of him, or whatever he's—you know, nineteen million, whatever it is this year. So, uh, you just take what you can get and and hope it works. Chris Burke from the Athletic with me. Um, I want to talk to you about what the assistant coaches. I mentioned this on the on the podcast yesterday. The assistant coaches raving about some players that I've never heard positive things about before. And uh, again, it comes back to the culture and stuff. And, and Aaron Rodgers mentioned that yesterday. Let's do that in a second. FirstRockAuto.com. That's the place to get auto parts, folks. Stop going to the storefronts and check out RockAuto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online. <clears throat> and they've done so for over 20 years. Go to check out the website, RockAuto.com, to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Plus, the best thing about it is their prices are reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? All right, Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Chris Berg is our guest from TheAthletic.com, covers the Lions. How many years for you, by the way, on the beat now, Chris? This will be five with the Lions and then sort of sporadically poking my head in when I was at my previous gigs. I think my last year or my first year with the Lions was the last uh, Jim Caldwell year. So I guess we're in year five then. Gotcha. All right. Um, Tell me about your reaction to, you know, Mark DeLeon saying, man, July and is going to be a key piece. Um, and, and then the D-line, you know, coach saying, man, Deshaun Hand, Todd Wash, Deshaun Hand could be dominant. I mean, <laughs> number one, you, you want to talk up your guys. I'm just not used to hearing this. And those guys underachieved. Where, where are where where do you think that really stands with those two players who quite honestly look like they're they gonna might be odd men out? I mean, I can buy it with Deshaun Hand, frankly. I mean, we've we sort of do this every offseason where he comes to camp and he looks great and he's just beating up the Lions' interior offensive line and then for whatever, either inconsistency or injuries or whatever it is, he hasn't been able to translate it onto the field. But, you know, this scheme could be pretty well set up for him or to take advantage of his abilities because he can play. I mean, he, he's a guy who's played nose tackle before and been an athletic option there. He can play, you know, three-tech, he can play five-tech, and he can rush the passer if you give him a gap to kind of split and go. So... I think there should be some opportunities there. They're certainly not uh, all that deep up front. So if he uh, is healthy and you know it's, he, he's got to be thinking about that next contract, maybe that gets your motivation uh, taken care of. Uh, I do think there's a chance that he uh, takes off a little bit more than we've seen. Tavai's the one that uh, you don't know. I mean, there's this is a defense that's going to ask its linebackers to be uh, – 
to be really smart with their reads and to flow to the football and to play in coverage and all these things that we haven't seen Jelani Tavai do. So, uh, <laughs> you think? I don't know. I mean, if he's if he's a guy you're going to play in there as like a backup to Collins or something in the three four and just ask him to get downhill or give him a pass rush rep here and there, maybe that that hits. Um, but that that one's a little a little further into the I'll believe it when I see it category. And I think. I mean, I think they have every right to expect Deshaun Hand to be a piece of this if he's healthy. But they drafted so many guys on the interior of the D line, and again, I like him too when he's healthy. But you know, you know, with Onzerike and and uh, uh, you know the kid from NC State, I you know McNeil, I just I don't see. There's not a lot of spots there. Michael Brockers, there's not a lot of spots. Right, and I think you're right. I mean, I, the, you kind of sort through this roster, and you know. Hand, Penasini, Nick Williams. I mean, they're not all going to make the roster, I don't think. I mean, there's just not enough space for them when you talk about those guys that you mentioned are locks, and then you need to Romeo Okora and Trey Flowers, and probably need a couple more, whether it's Julian Okora or Austin Bryant or, you know, Charles Harris. You need a couple more guys to play on the end. So you just sort of run out of space at some point. Um, I don't know. I mean, I am curious to see the scheme. I also think that this is one of the big reasons they brought in Michael Brockers is just because maybe he helps you get a little bit more. You knew you were going to have young guys anyway. Maybe he helps you get a little bit more out of a couple of these guys who have been here a little bit and kind of need to find their footing again. So I think that they're going to count on him to be uh, not just important on the field, but really kind of guide that, that entire group through this season. Running back. Um Help me with Jamal Williams or DeAndre Swift and first and 10 after the kickoff goes to the end zone who, in week one against the Niners. Who, who's who's behind Jared Goff? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being kind of a matchup thing for them, just if they feel like they can be a little more physical in the trenches against someone. You get Jamal Williams in there. If you're talking specifically San Francisco, uh, it's going to be tough to push them around, so maybe your answer is to get into space. So maybe it is DeAndre Swift. I mean, I don't, I don't think, um, you know, I know people kind of saw some of the quotes from Anthony Lynn and and have rocketed Jamal Williams up the depth chart to number one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be, you know, your every down back. I think he is there between the tackles guys. So what that means is probably going to be pretty game plan specific, but I also think that it's not necessarily, you know, well, if Jamal Williams is going to get 15 carries, DeAndre Swift's going to be on the bench for 20, 25 reps. I mean, I think he's a guy that they're going to count on uh, to do a lot of the stuff we saw Anthony Lynn's running backs do in, in Los Angeles, San Diego, you know, Buffalo, like he's going to get out and be a pass catcher a ton. I think they're going to throw to him a lot. I think they're still going to use him in the run game a lot. So, uh, we know with this offense where its limitations are, even with you know the guys they like at wide receiver, even having Hawkinson, like this is going to have to be pretty running back heavy. So uh, I think there's plenty of work for both of them in that offense. Final thing, Chris, uh, I mentioned this before you came on. Aaron Rodgers' comments uh, yesterday or last night to Kenny Mayne on SportsCenter, you know, waxing poetic about it's all about people and culture. And how he loves the coaches, his teammates, the Green Bay, everything. So he obviously is pointing out Brian Gutekunst and Mark Murphy as being the people problem. Um, I I, I kind of like Aaron Rodgers, but after that, after watching him last night, 
if you're a Lions fan, right, don't you root even heavier against him? He sounds like a jerk. He just, what's he talking about with people? They cut Jake Kumaro and he caused a, and he, you know, threw a whiny fit about it. Give me a break. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I'm sort of in the same boat. I try not, I try not to edit, editorialize too much. Some of this has been borderline insufferable, insufferable with oh, yeah. him this offseason. For sure. Um, not only because, uh, some of the things he is saying, but some of the stuff you know that clearly is leaking from his camp, and then he's sort of playing dumb about. I mean, if you want out, come say you want out. If you want them to trade for a receiver, just come say you want them to trade for a receiver. I mean, I think we're at the point now where everyone's reading between the lines and everything anyway. So um, I don't know. I mean, I'm certainly like everyone else, curious to see where it goes from here. I mean, I think. You know, I understand his frustration and not adding more pieces. I also think, you know, you look at what that team's been over the years and how many quarterbacks would love to have Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams and David Bakhtiari and Corey Lindsley, like all these offensive linemen they've had. I mean, it's not like he's been running uh, a rec league out there, a rec league team out there on offense. They've had some guys to help him. Um, so uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I, I don't know. I don't know what the Packers do. They're kind of in a kind of back themselves into a corner here. Chris, always love talking to you. Thanks so much. Yeah, anytime. You got a Chris Burke from theAthletic.com. Uh, check out his work. He does a, a fantastic job. Subscribe to the Athletic. I do, so you can read uh, Chris's stuff. Nick Baumgartner as well. When they kind of tag team and do some things, it's a fantastic uh, stuff. Uh, Chris will be out there on Thursday. We'll talk more about OTAs the rest of the week. This is a Tuesday edition of Locked On Lions. We'll see you tomorrow.